Julius, brother, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence on the show, man. Welcome. I appreciate it. No, it's an absolute honor, man. It's an absolute honor. Obviously, we, we were chatting briefly beforehand, and, and this has been something that I've been trying to make happen for for a long time. So uh, I'm really, really absolutely. grateful that, that you took this time out of your uh, out of your day to speak to us, man. But it is so exciting for me. So my, my background is uh, is in rugby, and then I transitioned over into strongman. As a strongman, to hear on the grapevine that you, good sir, are interested in, uh, in potentially taking part in Strongman, that is, without a doubt, probably one of the most exciting concepts, I think, that could come to Strongman. Would you be able to talk a little bit deeper on that? Yeah, so, and, and I, I want to go ahead and clear the air. I'm not by any means saying that this is going to be an easy task. I know what Strongman do and the work that they have um, dedicated, put towards training and, and travel and competitions. Like I know, so by any means, I'm not trying to downplay it. Like I'm just going to come in and just sweep it. I know it's tough. Something I'm going to have to work at. I'm going to have to build my body up for it. So I'm just excited, man. I just want to, you know, there's something about furthering yourself, uh, whether it's education or um, education can literally be in the physical realm and mental realm. So we don't never look at education as far as being in the physical realm. So educate yourself for, I mean, specifically for your body and and growing your body and changing and being able to be dynamic, um, versatile in in multiple sports. Something I've always been great at. Uh, What kind of intrigued me in Strongman was when I was a kid, I remember watching Strongman on ESPN. Um, and I just remember a specific, uh, a specific um, clip where I don't know who who was the sponsor, maybe MHP, but it was a, it was probably about ninety eight, metrics, maybe maybe, like maybe two thousand, maybe maybe early two thousands. And I remember watching these dudes carry these cars and lift these logs, and um, it, it it just it blew me away. And I remember thinking like, man, I wish one day I could be that strong. You know what I mean? I wish one day I'd be that strong. And uh, I would do stuff just to see how strong it was because I was always a bigger kid, right? Um, we had we had this, um, this basically a retaining wall in the back of our apartment complex. And uh, before they built the wall, it was, it was a whole bunch of like rocks and things like that that was like running along the ditch. And it was probably, I can't tell you exactly. In, in my mind, I'm going to say, oh, the rock was 300 pounds. But it probably wasn't nowhere near 300 pounds. But uh, <laughs> it's my story. I'm gonna tell it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh-huh. I mean, it was it was a pretty big rock. It was probably about I'd say I'd say about three feet three feet long, and about I'd say a foot about a foot wide or a foot tall, however you want to put it. Yeah. But um, I remember so we lived in the projects and a church donated a basketball goal, um, gave me a basketball goal. Cause we didn't, the basketball goals in the projects were broken down and I played sports. Right. So from elementary school to middle school to high school, I played, I played basketball, football. Well, had to be around 11 or 12, but they donated me a basketball goal. Well, in, in the projects, there's no, you can't, you don't have no water hose hookups in basketball goals. You have to water in the back of the basketball go to weight down yeah so i went that's the idea i was like we don't have the ability to get sand like my parents didn't have vehicles and I, there's no way i'm gonna be able to get water so i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna weigh this thing down with rocks and i went and found the biggest rock that i could see and i picked it up and 
I'd say I carried that rock for about a half of a football field. And so that was like one of the real, like the first times when I really seen like, man, like I'm, I'm really strong. Yeah. And, and, you know, we would play and the, and the guys that would come over and play, they would try to pick this rock up and n- nobody has ever been able to pick the rock up. I want to say that even whenever we moved out of the projects and they removed the goal, that it took two of the workers to pick the rock up and grow men to pick the rock up and move it. So that was kind of like my introduction of like the strength world that I knew I had potential, but I didn't have the, the, the drive to, to live it out. Yeah. Yeah. At the That's when I got off track, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it, it's really, really interesting because, you know, I've spoken, had, had the pleasure of speaking to a lot of strongmen over the years in, in quite quite great detail. And the kind of reoccurring thing that, that tends to be seen with a lot of these great athletes is that they had kind of like a, a background in some sports prior to strongman, you know, whether that be a physical contact sport or a, or a cardiovascular based sport. And, uh, and then they kind of found lifting later on in life and kind of really went deep into lifting and then found strongman and like the, the the fundamentals that you build through sports in terms of speed agility the quickness the ability to you know rebound load and, and do all these bits and pieces and be athletic actually helps you so much down the line when it comes around to, to moving big weights and and we see that more and more in strongman now as things are getting really quite dynamic and and not just dynamic but heavy as well like the weights just keep on going up it's absolutely insane because we keep on seeing guys uh coming into the sport and injecting all of this incredible potential you know like hopefully like yourself but you know we've had we've had larry wills come across and obviously get involved with some competitions and and the log press and bits and pieces is it something that you've ever kind of spoken to him about previously i know you never spoke to larry wills about it uh we've trained together never spoke to him about it um I'm I'm very big on basics. Yeah. Starting at the bottom, working my way up. Um, it's very rare that you find somebody who enters the process and starts in the middle of the process and has success. Um, so when it comes to anything else, like there's really no point. Yeah, you know, I mean and I'm not saying like Larry couldn't give me any advice. I'm just saying just in general, I would rather have someone who's um somewhat strong that has had experience than someone who's just crazy strong with no experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, does it make sense? Yeah. And, no, and it goes along with like what I meant earlier. I kind of misconstrued my words, but I said education, meaning education isn't just educating yourself for work or school or however that, you know, whatever manner it's applied to. I'm saying education in the way the body functions, the way the body moves, education in recovery, educating yourself in, um, the mechanics and bodies and where the where load drives from, you know, just small trivial stuff that all adds up in the long run. You know, yeah, well, no, you, you say educate it, yourself but, in those. Yeah, that's what you need to be doing. That that's what the top guys do. And you know, when you think, I mean, I know how much detail you break down the bench press into, and, and all the guys that you've watched bench press over the years and broken down their techniques and kind of cherry pick the the things that you think will work for you. But then you come across into strongman, it's like, oh shit, you know, this isn't just bench now. This isn't just one thing that we're trying to find the best way of doing. This is the potential of you know of upwards of like 30, 40 possible events that could ever be in cycle. 
Okay. Do you know what I mean? And variations of that. And every single one of those requires something completely different. So so I think that's what's really interesting, obviously, about the, the, the fact that you might potentially come across. Is just, well, what's so unique about me is just, man, I have this drive and the ability to – I get, let's just put it this way. I'm very competitive. Hell, yeah. It doesn't matter whether we're whether we're having a donut eating contest or whatever the case is. Like I'm just competitive. I love to win. Yeah. So when you have a person who's competitive and has a, a God given strength, man, at the end of the day, uh, that's a and, and and purpose. That's a disaster. Like that's that's that is a formula for somebody who is going to crush records. You know, and that's just how I look at it. I you know. Again, I'm not acting like I'm going to come in and just blow things out of the water. But, I know, again, I know my potential. I know my ability. And um, I just feel like at the end of the day, like, I want to advance. I want to I want to show the world that, that, man, it doesn't matter where you come from, what you've been through, that if you apply yourself, you apply yourself with all that you have, it, it, things are going to happen. Things are going to shake. I promise you that. And, and and so I used to be that guy. I had a pity. I would always have pity parties. You know, ne- always down on my luck. Never things never go my way. But I never fully applied myself 100. percent Never really. I only gave 10 percent here, 20 percent here. Only when it was convenient. That's the thing. Only applied myself when it was convenient. So think about in our daily lives. How many times we only apply X amount. Of- because it's pretty, only because it's convenient, you know, and champions are made whenever it's not convenient, whenever you decide to get up and go to the gym, whenever you decide to continue pushing. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you okay. for a little bit there, but we're okay now. For some reason, it says my uh, connection is, but I got full connection to send it's unstable. But, um, and again, I, like I said, I just want to show people that no matter who you are, where you come from, um, Good. If you don't know what you're good at, find out what you're good at, and then be great at. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's the that's the thing is that the people want it so quickly. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like so many people come into the and I think I've spoken I've spoken to a few people on this before. Is that you know you look at the introduction into social media into society, and that's kind of skyrocketed because you you then have that like competitive nature. You can then see all of these people around the world that you never would have been able to have access to seeing in their training. And you can look at their numbers and you can do all these different bits and pieces and you can compare yourself. So, so yeah, yeah. I, uh, I a hundred percent get that, man. I a hundred percent get that. But um, I, I, I'm interested just to kind of take it back. Um, looking at your bench, I'm, I'm really fascinated because of course, you know, listening to your story and bits and pieces, you know, before you even really, really got into the the fundamentals of training and coaching and being coached, you were already like the best part of a 600-pound bench presser. Am I right? Yeah, so it's crazy because my first competition, like legitimate competition sanctioned event, I think I benched a 625 bench press. So, yeah, it's it, 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 like – when I say I didn't know, for uh, me, never, I never maxed out. I never maxed out to that competition. Um, I just basically uh, did five by fives. That's what I did. I did five by fives once. Once I got out of the rehab phase, I did five by fives and just going up like five pounds a week. 
And then by the time I was ready for my competition, I put up 625. Now, from 625 to 650 was a, was a, it took me about a, I want to say a, a nice eight months, nine months to gain that 20, extra 25 pounds. And then once my body became acclimated to the loads, I just, and, and I built up those stabilizers and, and kind of changed the programming a little bit to kind of cater towards my style of training um, or the way my, the way my body or my capacity that I was able to, you know, because Josh Bryant is my coach, right? Josh, yeah. Josh Strong. And his, his, uh, his programming isn't for the faint-hearted, bro. Like it's, it's tough. It is literally, when I say you're ready, and I think that's what's so different about me that I'm ready at any given time to like, I don't, I don't squat. I very rarely squat over the weekend. I did like a seven fifteen squat with a safety squat bar. And all I do is leg press. And I just, I just stopped there. There was probably another, it was a speed rep. It was probably another 60, 70 pounds in the tank. Um, and I don't, I just, I know my capabilities and my potential, but the world hasn't even seen it yet. That's the crazy thing about it. Yeah. Nobody has seen my full potential because I've been so dedicated to the bench and people can't wrap their mind around it. You know, they're just like, oh, he's just bench only or he does this. No, it's because my coach, we're so close to um, these records that we can, the goals that we keep setting, it's like, why do anything else? You know, yeah. so. Well, on that, I'm, I, I'm interested because I don't know, it's the competitor in me and not that I'm, I'm anywhere close to a stage of ever holding a world record of anything currently. <laughs> but, you know, I know, I know that the, the grind of the focus is for that 800 now, right? You, you're so hungry for that 800. But let's just, I, I mean, we know it's going to happen because it's you. So you're going to hit 800, man. When you hit 800 and you've sunk that 800, <laughs> is there not going to be a part of you that's like, I wonder about 850. <laughs> oh, <I> mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where does it stop, bro? Where does it stop? I caught him getting wrapped up in it. But here's the thing. The more I keep doing that, um, the more I'm saying no to my kids, the more I'm saying um, I'm taking, I'm adding more things to my plate because it's a little, I feel like when it comes to bench press, I have to really work. I have to believe it or not. I have to work hard for it. Like some people look at my bench and they're like, Oh, it just comes natural. No, it doesn't. So everything has to be programmed about bench press. And when you're a bench only guy, there's not a lot of guys that train bench only. So it's just hard when it comes to that dynamic, because a lot of the guys that I usually train with, they're full power guys. Yeah. So we have to rearrange our days to train together. So it would just be easier if we could all be on the same block and train together, whether I'm doing strongman because I got a buddy now that's training strongman or uh, full power. So, because I mean, I mean, I just think I'm solely dedicated to bench press and I've been like this for a while now for this 800. It's like, man, I'm just ready to move past it. I'm just ready to get be done, move past it, so I can move on to other areas of my life because I'm only getting older, you know. And as you get older, your body starts to break down. So as I'm in my peak season of life, I want to make sure that I give some of my best years to strongman as I'm progressing in strongman. Hell yeah, man. That sounds very, very interesting. Yeah, because I think I think that's you know that's one thing that, that's that's fascinated me and kind of um I don't know if you know who Gary V is, but he kind of speaks about, you know, in terms of in terms of greatness and success, 
you have two, two, two options when it comes to building a tower is that you could build the tallest tower in the city or you could build a half decently sized tower and tear down every other big tower around you. And it's like when, when you have someone like yourself and someone like TD working together, you know, as much as, as, as you guys are trying to kind of achieve overall the same thing, it would be so easy for, for, for you guys to be like, that guy's, you know, competition. He's, he's in my same lane, like, fuck that guy. I don't want anything to do with him. But you guys don't do that. You, you use it as an opportunity to fuel each other and better each other and have someone there in the Brotherhood of Iron that just pushes you no matter what. Do you know what I mean? And I think that is so beautiful because you're only going to benefit from it. And I don't know if you can kind of speak on that a little bit more, your relationship with TD, what that's kind of meant over the years. Obviously, we've seen you train together a bunch, man. And, uh, it, you know, it's fucking awesome to see. Yeah, some of my best lifts were at East Race Muscle, where TD trains at. Um, I'm at TD, I want to say, in 2017. Yeah. And uh, we met because, uh, one, this guy, I found out this guy out of nowhere a young kid, and he was, like, benching, like, 600 and something pounds, like, right around right around me. It was me at the time of, of my rising was Josh Morris. Josh Morris was a 644 bencher. Uh, Thomas Davis, I think, was uh, and I was around 650. And we had been battling basically toward – well, I wasn't even at 650 yet. I was still at, like, a 630. And uh, we had all been, like, you know – taking turns going up, you know, five pounds at a time for, for a season there. But um, I don't know how it happened, but TD was like, well, let's, let's get a training session in together. And I like to travel. So I was like, look, I'll drive up. We'll get a training session in. And it was like magic. Like we clicked. we never even met each other. We trained together and it was like, all right, we're bros, you know? So from there, you know, it was just like, we then we, then, you know, we trained all that stuff. Um, I came back a month and a half later for a seminar with me, Josh Bryant, Ed Cohn, TD, and the owner of Strength Haven or whatever. And it just, I mean, I was just, I mean, we're like brothers. Yeah. You know, we're big, two big guys. We love to eat. We're both silly. We love to enjoy life. And we're unbothered. And, you know, when you got people like that, it's just a chemistry. Like, the chemistry was there. It reminded me of, like, I mean, I don't even know, like Jordan and Pippen. You know what I mean? Um, so we basically banked off each other. But TD really helped. TD had been working out for – I had only – at the point in time – at that point in time, I'd only been training for, like, two years. He's been training since he was, like, 50. Yeah. So he had already had a huge gap uh, as far as, like, training time and understanding the bench and setup. So TD actually helped me change my setup over the past three years, four years. Um, yeah. So I give a lot, of, I, I give, I give uh, props where it's due my bench setup, And it's still something that it'll always continue to change because our body is always changing. Our mechanics are always changing. Okay. So, um, but he helped me really set a foundation for, and at this time, the second time I came around, I think I had already, Maybe I'm getting the timeline a little mixed up, but I had surpassed all of them at that time. And and it just goes to show you, like, never be above, never be above it. Um, so I had surpassed them, but I'm still taking advice from somebody who, uh, who uh, like, I'm stronger than, you know? 
And, uh, of course, at the time, he was bench only also before he went into full power. And uh, and that's, that's, that's a nugget for you guys to, to uh, be able to uh, take uh, is, is always remain teachable. Now, given it, it all depends on who you're receiving that information from. But for the most part, uh, always remain teachable. And, uh, you know, even Michael Jordan had a coach. Scotty Pippen had a coach. Uh, Tom Brady had a coach. And I guarantee you they had a coach that wasn't the NFL coach. They had a life coach that was helping them um, deal with and you know that others will can identify a weak point or an issue before we identify it ourselves. Other people see it first. So um, nowadays in this toxic gym culture, you have all these kids that think they know everything. Yeah. And I mean, it's like the masses of blind leading the blind and, and, and masses, you know? So that's why I put out so much content mixed with a little fun, mixed with a little comedy. Um, that's me. That's my lifestyle. And I'll never change it. I'll never change who I am for, for, for as far as like uh, for the world, I'll never, I'll never cash in, you know, when it comes to that, like, this is me, this is what you're going to get. If you don't like it, uh, Sorry, kick rocks, you know. Yeah, but, but authenticity sells, man. Do you know what I mean? And 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 I've spoken about this on so many different occasions, is that you can only keep up that facade for so long. Do you know what I mean? It's like you can only be that fake version of yourself for X amount of hours a day or under X load or under X stress. Then the real you starts creeping out and people actually see it. When you try and hide behind that shit, it only works for a certain amount of time. People love you because you're you and you are 100% you 100% of the time. And we know that. You know what I mean? Like, people respect that because there are so many fake people out there today and shit. And, uh, I'm dealing with it. I'm, I still, like, I deal with it still today. And I'm, I'm sure that this comment, that this will pop up. So, but, for example, you know, Daniel Zamani. Uh, I have nothing against him. Um of course, he's not talking to me right now. He's a little blood hurt um, over a video I reposted. But again, I'm unapologetic. I don't like if if you're offended. Like, like what I told him, I said if you're offended over something like that, then bro, you're in the wrong sport. Yeah. Because I've dealt with this for years, and the internet's going to do what the internet does. People are going to have fun. But I shared a video of a guy basically mocking his video, and but here's the thing: what do you expect? You come out of nowhere with no validation. No previous of any training or anything, and you expect for people to give you this pedestal and, and put you on this platform when you haven't earned your position. Yeah. I've earned every single victory that I have today. I've I've put in literally blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. And for somebody to come and try to basically, I'm not gonna say. Listen, it's all fair game. If the weight's what if the weight's real, I give credit where it's due. I've said that from the beginning. But, like, don't, again, be yourself. Be authentic. And from what I see, things aren't authentic. Things are just off, man. And I don't know if it's their culture or what, but when I say I get messages on a daily of people that know him or, in the, or that have been in the gym with him or that are in the gym with him, one, he won't let people work out with him. Two is they say something is really, really fishy. So if somebody in your own gym is saying something is fishy about what you're doing, how does that not raise a concern? You can validate 
anything. For example, we have social, we can do social media, we can make, make posts anytime we want. Stop, I'm just saying, what would stop him from taking his time to go and weigh all his plates to prove to everybody, hey, look, this is real? You know what I mean? What What's stopping him from doing that? Like showing, like sitting down in front of people, showing the process. If you care so much about what you do, like you would go that extent, right? I mean, you would think, or show up to a competition. That, where that's it's exactly what I was going to say. Put your money where your mouth is. Like if, if you could actually do it, why the fuck would you not just show up on someone and be like, Hey, I heard you've been chatting shit. Time to throw down some weights. That's that is that's the way that you prove it. That's true. That's the only way that you prove it. I've had people in in his in his circle send me pictures. Like, and, and I told them I keep it confidential. Send me pictures of Daniel Zamani over the past four months at powerlifting meets. So it's just like, <laughs> so and it's, that's the frustration. It's not the really, and really, I'm not even frustrated with that. That's fine. I'm really good. Like, I like Brad Castleberry. It doesn't change my opinion on him. Like, I really like mm-hmm. he's he's a, a okay dude. Whatever he does, whatever. But uh, for you to say and his his uh, his bio, put he put first person to bench press eight eight hundred four pounds. Like, there's no validation, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't, I just don't understand. But anyway, I'm saying like. I have actual people in his circle that have, again, have sent me pictures of him at multiple different meets, multiple different meets. And I I can't, I'm not going to say who it was, but there's another influencer, probably one of the biggest and strong men. Just put it that way. One of the biggest guys in strongman, history of strongman. Funny guy, great guy. Um, I'm sure you know him. Yeah. (laughs) He reached out to me and was like, what's up with this Iranian guy? Why is he flaking out on everybody that's asking him, like people in his circle, like this guy's circle is saying, hey, look, we're going to put on an event. Let's do this. Let's do this. And he flakes every time. Why? Like, uh, just, once, once you give the benefit of the doubt, twice you start to question it. But when it just keeps on happening and keeps on happening, you're like, there's just too many things that seem to be stacked against you. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not calling anyone a liar. I'm not going out there and, you know, trying to cause anything here. But it, it is very easy to settle these things. Like, it, it's, like, painfully, simply easy. Like, way easier than flaking out of every single competition. That's, you know what I mean? That's like, what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like, there's never been, like, think about it. There's never been close-ups of the yeah. actual plates itself. There's never been, like, if you see, and this is one thing, like, people used to say that I, I, I wore a shirt underneath my shirt. They said I, I wore a single-ply vest oh my. underneath my shirts, right? So what did I do? I started posting bench videos of 700-plus with no shirt on. Yeah. And saying, and I, and I, you know, I mock, you know, I have a good time. And I tell people, like, look, I have a shirt that's sewn into my skin. It's underneath my skin. It's sewn into my meat, like. That's where it's at. But no, I just like to have fun. I like to have fun. I like to joke. I like to have a good time. And, uh, you know, it's just when, when the, the hardest part about it is I can't even enjoy the social media aspect of it. Like uh, with my fans, people that support me, because a lot of times my comments are so saturated with uh, people that just come and just throw shade. You know what I mean? And I'm very big on um, responding back, you know, to 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 people who leave a comment or a message i try my best to really do that but man it just, lately it's just been hard because like i can't even enjoy it anymore i can't enjoy 
you know, helping other people because my messages or comments are so saturated with people that just say dumb stuff. How do you feel that Daniel Zamani broke your record? Or how does it feel to be last place? Or and like not even thinking like yeah, but you know I that's literally... not true, man. Sure, oh, no, sure it's not you true. know that's not fucking true. That's oh, like you just got to get facts. out of your own head, man. Like yeah. you, you can't be letting that shit hold you back. Like no, that's what, no. th- th- these these are nobodies, man. Yeah. Like th- th- this is probably yeah. some fucking troll in the back country living in their parents' basement. They're forty five years old. They got nothing to fucking show for it. They got a tiny dick. They got a shit job, and they just <laughs> to fucking take it out on you. But no, do you know what I mean? Exactly right. You're no one right, successful right. is doing that shit. You're not doing that shit. Do you know what I mean? You have have a valid point that you could go out and throw that shade and you choose not to. Choose not to, man. Like, and I'm not saying it gets to me. I'm just saying it makes it a lot harder to to go to sift through all that just because it's just extra. It's just like, it's so, some of the stuff that they say is so dumb. It's just Mm. like, I mean, come on, bro. Like these dudes, and now it really helps you to realize and see how like the direction of our of our culture like i mean if it's if, scary if, it is scary man like where people people will put an opinion after the it makes no sense yeah and that they feel it holds weight does that make sense what i'm saying they'll throw yeah. an opinion out there that makes no sense and sometimes it has nothing to even do with what we're talking about. Yeah. And they're trying to argue a point. So I don't, I don't, man, you know what I do? I just block them. I just block. And I used to never block people. But I know that at the end of the day, if they're taking their time to come on my profile yeah. and comment and do all this stuff, then they feel some type of way. So if I block you, you're really going to feel some type of way. Right? Like, you're really going to feel some type of way. You're yeah. not going to be able to. So I'm playing the same mental game you're playing with me. Uh, simply because, like, man, it, it ju- it's just dumb. It, it literally – and I've went seasons where I ignored it, you know, where I would ignore this stuff. But yeah. um, it's just getting to a point to where, like I've always said, I'm going to prove it on the platform. When I blow prep, when I blow past 800 pounds, I will not give him a chance. It, so even if it's real, because of the way he conducted himself, once I blow past 800 pounds on the platform, I won't give him a chance. ahead. Of, I won't give the world a head-to-head – uh, matchup, I won't, because of how ch- how childishly they. But he they, doesn't deserve uh, that. Yeah, you don't deserve it. I'm not going to give it to you. You know, so. No, a hundred percent. But no, I I, I completely get what you, what you say, especially with like just where we're at with with everything for the moment. Is that that you do have people that are just throwing shade and are just throwing out these random fucking things in the hope that no one fact checks them on their bullshit and someone then jumps on their bandwagon and they get a bunch of likes off of it and they get a bunch of followers off of it and that makes their algorithm great and then they get more followers and then they feel important because they have nothing fucking going on in their life do you know what i mean it's just this reoccurring thing but i think we're seeing it more and more now it's just all this like virtue signaling bullshit there's it's no doubt, and, and that's why I love Strongman because Strongman has a strong system, and powerlifting doesn't. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really have. I love the atmosphere. I love the people, but I don't love. I, I'm really starting to not like the culture of powerlifting, and it's not even really all powerlifting because I literally seen like big media outlets reposting saying all time world record broken. 
for bench press. Like, how dumb are these reporters? Yeah, but these reporters, their whole job is based on getting clicks, isn't it? So everything uh, is clickbait, everything is fake. It's like, that's the title. Then you look in the subheading and it's like, Maddox still retains his title, but attempted da, 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 on social media. And it's like, okay, so actually the substance of what you're trying to say is the complete opposite of what the title is. In which case, how the fuck are you allowed to publish this? Yeah, how I know, right? Legal? How is that legal? Man, I know, I know. And that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, look, you just gave me a shirt idea. Everything is fake. Ah! <laughs> Everything <laughs> is fake. I mean, really think about it, though. Like, like even on social media, we hide behind, like, you know, you have these social media keyboard gangsters and you have these Instagram models and you have these fitness influencers and these guys that, that sell supplements and saying and they're – They've already had a six pack even before the supplements, and 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 I'm just saying, it just seems like we live in a fake world. Everything is fake, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, I it's just that. crazy. I get that. No, but I, I, you know, what I mean, I think, I mean, just that notion excites me even more because from the you know the the amount of time I've got to speak with with both powerlifters uh, at the very elite level, like yourself, and strong men too, and strong women. Is that 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 is a massive distinction that, that people find that, that come across a strong man from powerlifting is they just say that it's it's like a brotherhood, you know, even on the world class stage where you're competing against everyone, everyone is there rooting for you. Do you know what I mean? As much as they want to win themselves, everyone wants to see everyone succeed because it only pushes the sport. And because it is kind of it, it has lived a lot of its life in the shadows of, of powerlifting. You know, powerlifting has often got more eyes than strongman. We're now starting to see the, the the influx of more views coming across to strongman and, and, you know, interesting names like yourself, like Larry, like all these big guys that are also helping to, you know, grow the brand. And, and just the athletes themselves, you know, they're so fucking dedicated at pushing the sport that, that, you know, it's it's kind of undeniable at this point, and I think it's it's really kind of gathered that that traction that it needed. So, so the thought of you jumping on board and coming across, man, is uh, oh, it, it would be life changing for the sport. I, if, if I'm being honest, I think it would be it would be life changing. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm ready to I'm ready to see what I have. Some obstacles I think I would have for sure is obviously my size. I need to drop a little bit of weight. Yeah. Um. And not only a little bit of weight, but just learning technique. You know, I'm strong already. I'm pretty sure I'm strong enough to do just about any event they have. But yes. the technique is what I need to learn, is what I need to get down. So, yeah, know, yeah, that, I, those are my only concerns. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't even think there necessarily need to be concerns. Of that. I think you, you, you find that you'll yeah. probably have to just smash most of it out, even if it's oh, 100% there. But um, regardless, man, I... Uh, I like to wrap up the podcast in the in the same way with everyone. And I know you've kind of you you have spoken on this previously, but, but I'm interested to kind of hear what you might say now. But for a second, I want to change the tone just for a second. And I want you to imagine uh, that you are stepping into a time machine and you're going back in time. And when you go back in time, the doors open, you are greeted with a younger version of yourself, 10, 11, 12 years of age, very, very formative years. Um, you know, where, where we really kind of decide the path that we're going to go down. Our environment is, is incredibly influential. Um, and I'm interested to, to know in those few moments that you get to spend with your younger self, what wisdom do you impart? What knowledge do you give them, if any, to help them navigate through that tremendous cycle of 
pain and suffering and angst and hunger, you know, to get from where you were then to the man that we see today, what would you give to them in that moment? Man, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a tricky, emotional, uh, broad question simply because if I, if, if there was something I could tell my younger self, really it would deter me from who I became today. Yeah. Right. So I'm grateful for the process, but if there's, again, if I could give some real life advice, because like where I am with my relationship with my family, my wife, my kids, uh, ultimately my savior, like if I would have went to the NFL, I don't think I'd have any of these things here today. If I would have, you know, whatever the case was, if I would have went a whole opposite direction um, and, you know, was just a successful person as far as in the business world, like, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have had the drive or the hunger that I have or that I had today when I first started. Like, I wouldn't have found, uh, like, we wouldn't have, the, we wouldn't be having this conversation, bro. So do, do I, would I change anything? I wouldn't change a thing. All the pain, all the, the heartache, all the tears, everything that I've been through that I've, that I've faced. Um, and this is, this is, this is what makes me frustrated It's because like I battled, literally I battled, uh, depression, contemplating suicide, drug addiction, um, grew up in, in a broken home and like people act like that that world record or 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 this whole situation of you know um Daniel and me like they forget that I'm I'm not defined by bench press I'm not defined by who I am in powerlifting bro like I'm truly happy now as a person and to find true happiness is very very hard to find so I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't change any of this, but it, it, sometimes it is frustrating because that's all the stuff that I've went through and I've made it out and I'm alive and I'm breathing and I'm inspiring the world. So no, I wouldn't change it. No, I wouldn't. I, if, if any, if any advice I would give is, is, um, work, work hard now, play later. Card now and play later, meaning get your life in order. You got your whole life to go out to bars, to go party, to go travel, to go impress people. And 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 if I would have known, like starting at eighteen, whether training or getting my education, or whatever the case was, I still possibly could be somewhat in the in the same trajectory. But uh, man, I don't. It's tough. Like I said, it's tough because man, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now if if I was able to deter myself from going, you know another direction Julius I could not think of a more beautiful way to end the podcast man that was I appreciate that bro that is I I I completely agree I completely agree um (laughs) it's it's, it's funny because uh you know often it it doesn't get flipped around but I'm I'm very much of of the exact same viewpoint you know you are the person that you are today because of all of the things that have happened to you in your life and how 
you have traversed all of those you know varying speed bumps uh it very different factors so so i i can definitely speak to that as well man but once again thank you so much for joining us brother it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast i have about 20 pages worth of notes that i possibly could uh could speak to you about so i'm sure we I mean, could if, you, if there's any other topics that you want to talk about i'm, I'm just saying um i haven't got the text yet so okay i'm still well, good for another 20 20 to 25 minutes Oh man! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Let's yeah. Uh, let's do it. So so let's uh, let's kind of get a little bit into because we haven't really kind of spoken in detail uh, uh, around the you know the the, the the training for your bench press and, and the bits and pieces, kind of prepping for this eight hundred. I'm really interested. How are uh, how are you kind of uh, working towards these these new all time world records? Because volume waves various different bits and pieces man it is it's a it's a tricky fucking road to go down when no one has been down there before you know what i mean so 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 how how are you kind of going about this how are you prepping what's the loading schemes like basically uh right now we're just in a gray area we're just uh recently came out of an injury about three weeks ago um, rehab back, uh, about 95%. Um, still a little nagging pains, you know, sometimes after I bench in my left shoulder. Um, but right now we're just, we're just doing volume. We'll work up to a top set. Um, then we'll drop down, get some more volume in, um, and then really tax accessories. Like when I say 90% of the time I'm doing accessories, like literally I'm, I'm training uh, muscles individually. Um, and I think that's what's gave me an advantage over a lot of other lifters is uh, is um, in the chain, the posterior anterior chain. I just really focus on building both parts of the chain. You're only Matt Winning always says, which is the truest um, statement is you're only as strong as your weakest link, yeah. and you have to make sure that we're covering every single thing that we need to to have a successful bench press. And, and paying attention to detail. So, um, and, and I think that's what most people neglect. They don't realize how the severity of uh, implementing accessory work and, and building your back and building your triceps. Um, and you're going to build your chest regardless, but still doing accessories for your chest. And some people don't want to put in the work. I, I can't tell you how many athletes that I've talked to that wanted me to train them, but they wouldn't make it past the first no, considering like the work, the volume, the capacity that you have to endure um, on a weekly basis, you know. And I was like that when I first seen Josh program me. I'm like, is this for three weeks? He's like, no, this is week one. <laughs> like I'm like, so by the end of the week one, of course, I've missed most of my the weights that he um, that he set for me. But like, I can remember how my body felt. Yeah, from the difference from me training on my own compared to me training under Josh. And the, what he's taught me is, again, is accessory work is superior, man. It just And I know there's a certain element where you have to hit your main movements. You have to get time in. 10,000 hours, we'll say, to be a, what is it, a, 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 a doctor? To be, is it 10,000 hours? To yeah, so it's like, yeah, that's, that's, like that's that. the thing they throw out there. Um, whatever it is, but, uh, man, let me tell you what, extensive, but that's what it takes. That's what it takes. Uh, uh, so I already have a taste and I already know what strongman is going to be like. 
I already know what strongman training is going to be like um, to, to, a, to a certain extent, you know. But, um, yeah, so, again, we're just I'm, – I'm, I'm hitting four days a week. Um, but the hardest part that I'm struggling with and I've been struggling with for the past six months is trying to balance travel and working out at the same time. Yeah, so funny. That's, 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 that's one of the big things on my list, man. It, yeah. it absolutely fascinates me because I see you going all over the shop, man. And, and, and yeah. obviously, you, you're a big guy. You've got to be eating some hella calories every single day. So how the hell are you doing that, dude? I've been busy all morning, and the only thing I've ate, and this is a, the issue that I've been having lately, is uh, like forcing myself to eat because I'm not hungry. Yeah. So, um, but I haven't had anything to eat yet, period. So I had a protein shake and two bottles of water. So um, in this in this block, I gotta I gotta eat more. I gotta eat a lot more, and it sucks because, believe it or not, I don't like eating a lot of food. I just don't. The only way I'm staying this weight is because I force myself to eat. Like I, I've and, always said to my clients, that the, the hardest the hardest part of strongman is the diet because you have to gain so many fucking calories. You know what I mean? Man, it's I'm like when it comes you. around to, to competition season, I'm trying to shovel down like seven, 8,000 calories. And I'm just like, I could not think of anything worse than sitting down to another meal today. And you're <laughs> like, everyone else is like, Hey, you get to eat. Shouldn't you be happy? And you're like, my, my last meal feels like it's here. And, and, and this meal's going to take me to here. <laughs> I just don't feel like I'm going to be able to keep all of this food. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, so in the time, the seasons when I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to focus on, like, cutting some fat uh, and trying to maintain as much muscle as possible, literally I'm eating two, I'm eating every two hours. And it's usually about roughly around um, three-fourths of a pound every meal. So three por- three fourths of a pound of protein for seven meals. So all together, it's almost it's almost like five pounds five pounds of protein per day. So like I'm I'm miserable. I'm miserable. You know, like I'm completely. And it's all clean food. So it's like getting in like fifty five hundred calories of clean food, six thousand calories of clean food. So how are you getting your carbs? You, you hit like dextrose and bits and pieces like that, like a cream of no, rice, I mean, like, digestible stuff. Like what are you doing? Lately, there? I haven't been. Lately, I've just been going with the flow. Oh, I've for been real? Just eat, okay. Eating whatever, eating whatever, um, snacks, drinking cokes, which I shouldn't be. Um, I'm just, man. I finally got back to this place where I've just been enjoying life again. Um, and I think some of it was just due to the stress of just rushing the process. Um, like for example, August, we had that event at Wrigley field. Yeah. Um, and you know, I rushed that event. So the next event that I'm going to do is not going to be some drawn up product, full production. It's not going to be that it's going to be, I'm going to, I'll train until I'm ready. I'll find a meet. I'm going to go do it. Sleep. I call them sleeper meets. And that's when, when I do those is when I'm most successful. When I broke that 782 bench, uh, last year, did a sleeper meet trained up until like four days until I was like, I'm ready. Literally flew down to Miami, did the ghost meet, broke up, hit a PR 800 was there that day for a yeah. fact. Yeah. And I didn't take it simply because, um, 
I was in contract with uh, with Marquee Network in the Chicago Cubs that I wasn't going to attempt 800 pounds until Wrigley Field. But every, I mean, like the way things were, it was how it was lined up. Like that would have been perfect. Yeah. yeah, like it would have been perfect. But got home, took a vacation for three weeks, um, just got lazy, then got back in the gym thinking I could basically somewhat push the same around the same amount of weight not thinking about, hey, I've been off for three weeks. Um, and it wasn't like I was doing anything crazy, but still I should have started at a lower percentage. I think I started at like 70%. And, I, I love uh, the way that you said that it was nothing crazy, but Julius, everything you do is fucking crazy. You're not oh, yeah, crazy yeah. is everyone else's inhuman, yeah. bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and I, and I, sometimes I tend to forget that. Um, you're like, but, oh, uh, it's nothing. You know, I'm just throwing yeah. like 700 around for reps. Like, it was nothing crazy. And everyone else is like, the fuck? I don't even deadlift yeah. that. I know. I know. <laughs> so, like, it, it is crazy because when I don't, I don't understand why I would do such a thing. Like, why would, well, you know, like, I just, I guess I just don't think about it. I'm just so used to being strong 365 that I've never took a vacation that long. Yeah. Um, and me taking that vacation kind of set the tone for the next four months uh, because I was just in this slump. I got hurt. Um, I kept getting injured. I couldn't bounce back. Then in the process, I, I switched. I switched over. Um, you know, my supplements or whatever. Um, and it, it it took away from everything. You know, it just didn't. It didn't. Uh, it, it wasn't how it used to be. So finally back. Finally getting over this nagging shoulder injury that I've been dealing with for over the past year. Um, and, you know, we're looking to, we're looking to blow this through the wall, blow this out of the water. Yeah, man. I mean, no, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt at all. And I think it's, it's, it's one of those things, you know, I, I am a believer of that everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I think what you're probably going to find is that, you know, you didn't hit 800 then and you didn't hit 800 uh, uh, the last meet because, that wasn't your time, you know. Yeah. More more eyes needed to to, to 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 be aware. More ears needed to be aware. You need to keep on spreading that message because when you hit the eight hundred, not if, but when you hit that eight hundred, the world's going to know, and it is going to be definitive. And that's what I, I keep reminding myself: like it's it's all worth it, man. It's it's going to be worth it. Uh, my daughter asks me all the time. She says, uh, um, "Daddy, when, when are you gonna when are you gonna get stronger? Are you gonna go and break eight hundred pounds?" And I'm like, "Baby, I'm gonna break it." You know, so it's more than just the fitness industry or, or the powerlifting industry, however you want to put it. It's it's man, we're, I'm trying to break this generational curse that my family's been in for for generations. You know, um, so just show my kids and my family that again. Um, that whatever you set your mind to, like, as humans, we are so gifted. We have so much potential and so talent, so much talent. And a lot of times we choose the total opposite instead of utilizing our gifts. You know what I mean? Think about that. Like, we can wake up in the morning and do just about anything we want to do within the laws, right? And we choose to, whatever it is, sit on the couch and eat chips and, and not train or um, uh, 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 half, half, half complete our workouts or, 
you know, just on very like again, going back to what we talked about earlier, applying myself 60-70%. And 60-70% is not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Especially for me in 800 pounds. And and I say right now, I'm only functioning at 60% because I'm not delegating my time. And this is something that I'm seeing and I'm trying to change uh, mentally simply because I'm trying like the, the the hardest part is I'm not only I'm not only competing but uh I'm not only competing I am being a dad um spiritual leader in the community however you want to put it uh um a business owner uh trying to build my brand content when you have all these things going on it, it's 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 really overwhelming to a point that it could like kind of put you in a, uh, some type of depression because it's just so much pressure, so much pressure, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's really interesting. And I think, you know, hopefully you'll be able to speak on this a little bit more, but often when, when you have athletes kind of take this quite steep rise to, to kind of fame and viewership and, and an acknowledgement within the community, you know, like you have, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you haven't been lifting that many years and you have done inconceivable things for the sport. So, I mean, you've grown it to such an extent and you have got a following and you have got more eyes on you and, and the bigger you get, you know, you then get asked to come to expos, you then get asked to go and do this, you then have all of these commitments that grow out of the woodwork, then like you say, you grow businesses and you leverage that viewership to your own advantage. But what you then realize down the line is all of this shit that I'm doing off of the back of what I, you know, have made for myself is actually only in fact making it harder to do what I've been trying to do this whole time. And it's like every single time you add something in that, that just becomes a little bit more friction on that wheel that you're trying to fucking oh, turn. Absolutely. It's crazy. It's like I'm trying to, it's like I'm trying to, I'm, I'm balancing off this plate, but I just keep adding stuff to this plate and it's just teetering one side to another. And that's how my life is. It's back and forth, back and forth. So it's like, how do I get back to a season to where I tap in to where my training is just so on point? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just still trying to figure that out. Like I'm right now I'm contemplating whether to go to the gym right now or or not you know like as in i gotta i gotta go do something this afternoon so it's just like yeah i have to force my, even though i'm finally enjoying going back to the gym yeah there's just so many ele- elements uh that i have to do whenever it comes to training because a lot of times i train on the fly and yeah. it's my, how my body feels and a lot of times it's hard to find spotters it's hard to it's just so much that goes into it that people don't even think about, you know? Yes, dude. A thousand percent. A thousand, well, you know, uh, is are, are you at a position with things now where you, where you can have people that you can bring on board and literally just delegate this shit to it? And, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. hands? Like, because, I mean, that, that's got to be so hard for you mentally not being able to switch off, dude. And then that fucks with your sleep, which then fucks with your relationships with other people, which then has an effect on your emotions, which you then take into the gym. And it's like, it's, it's yeah. all of these little things that people don't realize that accumulate and, and knock on and, you know, create these butterfly effects throughout your training cycle that it's like, fuck, you know, you, you, you realize that success really only breeds in those vacuums where you, you know, you have such tight control over all that shit that you're doing. And when you're out there and you know that, that, that vast water, it's like, 
Okay, man. Uh, where, where do we start? How do we do this? What, what's, going, what's going on? It just becomes very, very, very overwhelming, doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. So that's kind of what, like, what I've been dealing with lately, trying to tap back in and just do what I need to do, you know. So I'll probably head over to the gym here in the next 15, 20 minutes, grab my food, I'll eat my food, sit around until, until like, I'm ready. It's weird. My 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 um my routine is a little weird. How I get prepared to go to the gym, so I like to hang out, be in the atmosphere until you know what I mean, and just sit around until I'm ready to go. Yeah, you and, just take um, it all in. Take it all in. Think about what I'm doing that day, and then just go and do it. So it's really like it's, it's so funny. You know, you, you said that's like that's really weird or whatever, but it's like you've got people that will literally be preaching that sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? In terms of like visualization preparation mm-hmm. actually being present in the moment you know that shit that you that you're just doing instinctually do you know what i mean but 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 this is this is like the whole thing of you know success leaves clues success leaves Absolutely. footprints and you know i i hear you speak about mj and, and all these incredible athletes you know that aren't even necessarily from your sport but yeah. success leaves clues and when you listen to those guys then then you realize oh shit how can this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, that all have completely different backgrounds, completely different skill sets, can play completely different sports, all do the same shit, and they're the greatest Absolutely. in the world? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, and, and we miss the mark all the time. It's crazy. So it's, crazy. it's just, it's a process, man. And like I said, I'm still learning, I'm still adjusting, and that's something I think we'll always adjust. We'll always have to adjust. Uh, because everything's always, the world is always changing. Our is always changing. So when it comes to adjusting to different training styles or or adjusting, sometimes your goals need adjusting, right? So, um, and that's just, those are, these are just things that, that I have noted in my mind of that I need to work on and that I, what I need to be doing to progress to blow this 800 pounds out of the water. And that's another thing, how I know, like, it's taken so long, so much energy to get 800 pounds. It's, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. You know, so. <laughs> I don't think you could ever associate the word easy with a fucking world record. Man. I know, but that's, <laughs> but you think that's how people perceive it. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times people have said, I know, I, and I, that's just my fault. <laughs> People are like, because you're not shaking like a shitting dog. I know, right? Like things aren't pinging off of you at, at any one time, man. You just look so goddamn good under load. It's a blessing and a curse, brother. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, man. <laughs> it is. It is. People are like, how come you ain't hit 800 already? And I'm just like, bro, do you? And a lot, a lot of times, I don't even respond because it's just. It's it's dumb. Oh, it's dumb, dumb for me dumb. to respond. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Bro, yeah. like, do you even lift? Do you even? Or I'll just respond back that says your mom. Your mom. That's it. I'll just leave it. I, sometimes I get very childish. Seriously. Because I'm so, like, so... I just... I'm baffled. I can't understand... I just can't understand why a, a, a grown man or even a, a, even a person, an adult, a young adult, would go on another man's platform, throw shade, and try to argue with somebody. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand 
how these people have all this time on their hands and, and there's, a lot, there's a lot of undiagnosed very mentally ill people it is in the world bro i don't think you'd be using that as a metric because i think i'm gonna start telling you our system's fucked so i can't imagine what the rest the rest of the world's like i'm gonna i'm gonna tell them i'm gonna are you out of what uk yeah man yeah. you out of the uk okay um, I want to. I'm gonna get over there some, at some point for sure. I, I get a lot. I get a lot of messages about coming over there, doing some gym appearances. Um, it's just been a lot of chaos over the past two oh, years. Yeah, man, it's been so much chaos. Crazy, but, but I, I mean, gotta get over there. It's it's interesting because obviously you know not to keep on bringing it back around to the strongman stuff, but there are so many uh, of these big shows over here, and 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 actually the the viewership and the community in the UK around strongman is undoubtedly the, the, the strongest across the entire world. You know, even, even like from, from the, just the viewership and the attention that, that you get in America, it's insane for how small of an island and how little people there are here, just how many people are absolutely in love with Strongman. You know, it's, it's oh, been something that, 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 that's been in our community at Christmas time, generationally for years, you know, going back to Jeff Capes and, 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 and Magnus and Magnuson and all those guys. It's like, it's, it's really interesting because I, I, I think, you know, to seeing you at a few of those competitions, not even necessarily competing, but but actually just being there and being in that environment, dude, I, I think I think it would be magical for you, dude. Well, most of my viewers are are, are people that visit my profile um, or watch my videos across all platforms. It's either uh, the UK is number one or number two. For real? So on, on some platforms, I, I want to say that I get more viewership. I want to get I get more viewership. It may be two or three. But it's up there. It's it, sometimes it's right up there with the United States. It's crazy. It is crazy. And I'm like, I got to get to the UK to show some love because they show me love in the UK. You know what I mean? Like, I get more. I mean, a, a lot of time, and I think it's just because there's more people in the United States. But if you compare just per per like person, if there was a way to be able to gauge it, I would think that I'd get more more viewership from the UK considering how small compared to, you know, does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, like, man. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I completely um, agree with you. I completely agree so with you. So it's just crazy. Uh, you know, I, we'd love to see it, man. We'd love to see it. Eventually, so. All right. There's the phone call. Sweet ass, man. Um, we will, so, uh, we will uh, man, I appreciate you having me on. Dude, I appreciate we'll, you. Uh, we'll, we'll touch base soon. Maybe after the 800. After yeah, the 800, yeah, yeah. we'll link up. 